Disruptive CEO Nation is the place where young entrepreneurs and company founders tell it like it is when it comes to their journey, vision, technology, culture, and whatever they feel like. Your host, Allison K. Summers, believes how you choose to play the world is completely up to you, and her guests prove it. Now let's get disruptive. Hi, welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. This is the type of success story I love. Today we are speaking to a company co-founder who is going to share a startup, startup story, but he took it from um, right from college to what is today a 700 million plus organization. He has been on the Crane's New York 40 under 40 list. He's been honored as Entrepreneur of the Year in New York. If you go to his corporate website, his company just has so many honors and awards, um, but he truly lives a life as a global citizen and a philanthropist. And so it is my true honor to welcome our fellow disruptor, Phil Shaw. Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Allison. So Phil, I would love for you to tee up for um, our program today the, your, what your company is and what you do, what the great things are you deliver to the world. Sure. So uh, Transperfect is a global family of companies, and what our, what our history is and what we are, are, the, are the number one firm in the, in the world at this point um, performing is foreign language translation services. And, and using the broadest possible definition for that, meaning that any, if you're a, a corporation that is a, a large corporation that's doing business internationally or, or even domestically but wants to, to communicate better with the Spanish-speaking market, um, we are a company that likely uh, is providing services to, uh, in, one way, in one form or another. So we translate everything from websites to contracts to manuals to uh, corporate videos and e-learning programs. We do software localization so that you can bring your apps and, and software to the world. Um, and really a one-stop shop for anything related to foreign language services for large corporations in particular, uh, as well as financial institutions, advertising agencies, and law firms. Yeah, and so, I love on your website, the, it, it, you know, one of your things says, you know, my product is going to change the world and it needs to launch in 60 days in, in 26 countries. And, um, and so it is interesting, everything that you fulfill. But let's roll back to w when, you got, when you got started um, with TransPerfect. Was, what was that original impetus for saying, I've got this business idea here that I think we need to run with? Sure. So, so Transformer was started in, in actually my, uh, my NYU dorm room in business school. And I met my partner there, Liz Elting. And she had worked in the translation industry previously to business school. And she had worked at Berlitz, which was the largest at the time. And what we, what we kind of figured out drawing upon her experience was that uh, even at Berlitz, which was the largest and best, best known translation company at the time, uh, they were still having problems servicing I would say the kind of the, uh, the top tier customers requirements, such as Fortune 500 companies, top tier investment banks and advertising agencies in the city. And so what we, what we envisioned was if we could, if we could, could bridge this service gap, in other words, if we could provide the, the translations in a timely manner, high quality, timely manner, in the format that the client needs, whether that be a desktop publishing format or a software format, um, if we can, we can do that and deliver for those customers, this is what we thought back in 1992 when we started, then, then, then this, this has the makings of being a successful company. Um, 
And, and that ended up becoming coming true. And very early on, uh, after starting it, we also kind of hit a wave of, of technological advancements, including just, just the, the uh, widespread uh, uh, growth of the internet. And that was fortuitous timing for us because uh, we always, technology was always very near and dear to our hearts. And then we, we so we invested heavily in being able to deliver solutions um, better, faster, and cheaper using, using technology. And today, um, tell us how many employees work within the organization and offices. Well, today we're 5,000 employees strong. We have 100 offices worldwide in 35 countries. And, uh, you know, for, fortunately, we're, uh, we're still growing at a pretty rapid pace. And just even in the last month, we've opened up new, new facilities in Hartford, Connecticut, and Tampa, Florida. Um, and we've opened a new data center in, in Sydney, Australia recently. So we're, we're still, uh, even though we have 100 offices worldwide, we're still expanding geographically where it makes sense. And so, Phil, I find it, just, I find it so fascinating that, um, you know, I, I just love founder stories, but you not only have this founder story, you, you stayed with the organization the, the entire way through this um, rapid growth. What would you say were some of the, the biggest periods of growth or the biggest challenges that came along with it? Did you do this by acquisition or did you do this all from truly growing from within? Yeah, that's a great question. Almost all of our growth has been organic. We've done 21 mergers and acquisitions, uh, and, and I would say 20 out of 21 have been successful. But those are basically for, for talent and for technology. So as, as far as revenue growth and, and generation of clients, it, it's, it's organic through our sales force, which we invest a lot of training in. But, um, but you're right. I do have uh, the great pleasure of having experienced a career where we grew TransPerfect from two people to 5,000. And the exciting thing about my job and my career is that, that over the course of that, those 27, now 27 years, um, my job really changes every year, every couple of years with, with, uh, with growth and with technology. And what's important, what's important about my job changes. So it kind of, um, it, it keeps me fresh. And I think it's, uh, it, it's just, a, it, it's, a, it's a, a really nice thing about, about being in a high growth environment is that, uh, is that the job stays constantly challenging for, uh, for the senior people. And what do you say, how do you keep, I, with 35 countries, what would you say is the, the culture that you want to maintain within the organizations? Is it, and is it tough? Is it tough to keep that culture getting all the way down through everybody? Yeah, I, and even going back to your last question about, about some of those tough times in the grow, in growth period, I mean, I can remember when, you know, it, it's, it's odd when you get above 150, 200 people and maybe you don't know everybody's name at first. And you certainly get up to 500 people, and, and you and you and you can't know everybody's name. But um, but but trying to, to keep the culture as you become, you know, as the company grows and, and more of a hierarchy is established, and even if you're you're promoting from within, the the org chart is growing in underneath your managers, and that the dedication to client service uh, and 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 excellence and and all the things that kind of define who you are. Every time the corporation grows from you know 50 to 100 to 500 to 1,000 people you're inserting more layers of management and there is the opportunity for that culture to get lost or diluted. And one of the things that we fight very, very hard to do is pull our team together a few times a year, uh, have a lot of events, a lot of training uh, that is aimed at maintaining that corporate culture in the, in the wake of scaling the business. 
And are you this type of, of CEO? Do you, do you use the technology to stay visible to the teams to get the information download, or, or do you really trust your senior leaders in each area to convey those messages? Do you mean do I use like video conferencing or something like that? Yeah. Do you send out messages to to throughout the organization? Do you have um, a consistent platform where, like you said, you might not know all of their names, um, but do they feel close to you? Well, I write. Uh, you know, I, I, it's a great question. I think probably some of them do. I mean, I, I'm pretty present in the in the New York office. Um, I'm also pretty present in Barcelona and and a little less so in London and Hong Kong, where we have is those are our major headquarters around the world. Um, you know, I, I actually often, when there's a, a significant milestone that the business reaches, I will send everyone a note um, that that kind of encap encapsulates what, what, what the important milestone was and, and, and what was required to achieve it, whether that was recently we broke $700 million in annual revenues. That was kind of a big deal for us. That was our goal for the year. Um, and that was, uh, you know, that was something that I, I, that I you know, reached out and wrote everyone, uh, you know, an all companies email on. So. So I do, you know, I, I, I do my best to visit offices, to stay in touch with the staff, to go on key pitches, to participate in, in uh, recruiting of key executives, to, uh, I, to you know, to participate in, in, in large sales, uh, large sales situations where, where my presence can be helpful. Um, so I try to be as hands-on as possible, of course, you know, with 5,000 people and 100 offices around the world, that, that's, it, it's, you know, the nature of the job is a little less on, less hands-on than it used to be because my, my effort, you know, I can only be in so many places at one time. And so clearly, TransPerfect has, has grown from a lot of innovation. Was there anything as, as you were building over the years that you got really excited or jazzed about in terms of we're going to go into this new channel, we're going to launch this new product? Was there anything that you remember that you was like, this is, this is it, this is so cool? Yeah, I, I think I could say that about all three of our flagship technology products is it, it came with that that level of enthusiasm. I mean, one of them that's that's um, maybe a bit easier to understand that 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 you know in more recent history that I was pretty excited about is our our um, we we created a product called OneLink, which is a it's a proxy server translation product. And to describe that to the masses, what that is is we, for instance, Delta Airlines is a customer in China. And so we, we screen scrape and communicate with Delta servers, recreate their, their website, uh, trade out the, the English for, for beautifully translated Chinese text, and serve that up on, on our servers in China uh, to, to the public. So, and that's a service that happens without any IT burden or resources required um, on the client side. So you know, that's, a, that's a, a fascinating technology product that we offer that helps it can help a customer, um, you know, launch a, comp a complex website in, in 13 languages in, in, in two months or something like that, um, which really wouldn't be possible without technology such as this. So that was a, that was a product where I, I was, you know, I was super excited about it back in 2005 when we started developing it. And, um, and it's now one of the world's, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, billions and billions of words being translated on this platform every day. So, and now I'm going to go back because as, as you've, as you talk about how you had to keep evolving and, and you, and, and to going back to the example you gave of, um, you know, when you hit that tipping point where you couldn't recognize all the employees, um, you know, by name anymore. Phil, what, what was the support network that you had for you as a business leader 
as you were hitting these new challenges that you hadn't encountered before? Um, well, we had, we had an advisor of the firm who is, is, we still work with today. Um, he was at the time, at, at, at the time we had broken off the technology piece of TransPerfect and, and gone out and raised some money separately for this. This is before the, the this is kind of in the internet investing heydays. Um, and we got to know a gentleman named Bruce Reddit, who was the number three guy at Omnicom Corporation. Uh, they were thinking about taking an investment in us. That deal did not go through. Um, we ended up taking a small investment from Deutsche Bank, later bought, later bought uh, those investors out when, after the internet bubble burst. But, uh, but we, made it, we, we retained a close relationship with, uh, with Bruce Reddit. And he's, uh, he's one of our advisors today, and, and he's always been a business mentor to me, as well as many of the other senior managers here at TransPerfect. So I, I think having people in your life that are experienced, um, that have kind of been there and back and lived, lived in the business trenches is, is invaluable. And, and I guess that's the closest thing to a support network that, uh, that I had was a few people like this that were very, um, you know, very successful, very experienced kind of salty dogs of the business world. And, uh, and they, were, they, were, they were just invaluable to me. And, and um, you know, people that you can bounce certain situations off of. And, when, and, you know, when someone is an executive who's seen it a thousand times, they have, uh, they have a lot of great advice for you. So. All of this experience, how, how excited do you get when you see, um, I, I know I read this one article that had a headline, um, TransPerfect Scary Good 2018. I mean, did you ever think as an entrepreneur that somebody would refer to one of your, your years as scary good? Um, well, you know, it, it, it's interesting. One of, the, one of the hardest things is you get larger and larger. You have this, this thing, I think, in business and in life called the law of diminishing returns which makes it very hard to get those percentage. You know, when we were, you know, we, we probably had years where we grew by 300% from 15, from 5 million to 15 million. Once you get up to 500 or 700 million, these are, it's very, very difficult to have the business clicking on all cylinders to maintain double digit growth rates. Um, you know, when you're talking about a half million dollar or more business. And so I was, I was super proud about that headline because, you know, what we had done is we had, we had gone from 615 million to 705 million, you know, which was a $90 million increase in one year, um, which, which I'm going to say is roughly 15%, 15% increase uh, of revenues in, in a year where, where the, the, the denominator is so large that, you know, to go from that, to go from that 615 million to 705 million and, and create 90 million in, in primarily organic growth, um, was I was just incredibly proud of our team for, for delivering that kind of performance. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know if I ever thought someone was going to write a headline that we, it was our performance was scary good, but <laughs> I, I was. Uh, I was super happy. I was super happy to see that. And and what we try to do as a management team is we try to figure out how to keep how to keep pushing out the law of diminishing returns by adding new service lines that we can sell through our existing channels to our existing customers by getting into new business lines where we feel like we can provide a best of breed solution. Um, and, and so we are constantly fighting uh, what I would call the law of diminishing returns or, or, that, or, or how hard it is to grow by large percentages once the business gets larger. Well, I, congratulations, because that, that it, it, there's so many, like I said to our listeners, if you go to TransPerfect's website, you can learn more about their products and services. Um, but it is pretty incredible to, to see the, um, awards, but let's let's then talk about because I know 
you know, you have a culture of also caring and giving back um, with all this great that you've put out into the world. You're doing good things with it. Um, and we, as I said at the beginning, you, you are absolutely a philanthropist and have a lot of things that are on your heart. So can you talk some about your philosophy on that give back and, and what it is that you feel strongly about committing your time and your resources to? Um, yes. I, well, like first of all, this is this is a a concept of uh, of doing business that that includes giving back to the community that we we have had as a core value really since the early days of of TransPerfect. Um, you know, now I read these things that 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 um, employees when they're looking at prospective employers find this find this attractive, and for us, this is really in our DNA. We've been um, you know since 1992, we've been engaged in 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 some kind of philanthropy or another, even in the tough times, um, when one might think that, okay, this is, you know, this is going to be really, this is going to be, um, you know, not as profitable a year. And, uh, you know, do we still want to make our, our philanthropy commitments? And we have, you know, I can say with pride that we've been able to, um, you know, through thick and through thin, been able to uh, always participate in, in these kind of giving back, uh, giving back to the community programs or, or, uh, or causes. So one one that I'm uh, I, I'm particularly uh, extremely happy to be involved in right now is Girls Who Code, which is seeking to narrow the gender gap in technology career paths. And we're a technology company, and, and we you know obviously can always do a better job ourselves uh, at helping narrow the, the technology gender gap, the technology career gender gender gap. Um, and we also uh, and I also take pride in in being part of an organization that's trying to do that uh, globally. And so that's uh, that's one of our one of our kind of main uh, causes that we're really super excited about. Another is the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Uh, we've had some of our, our closest, uh, our most dear, dear near and dear executives have been affected by cancer. Almost everybody, uh, everybody in the world either either has a family member or knows someone in their life who's been affected by cancer. So we're we are extremely um, happy and proud to be associated with the V Foundation. And we try to, to, to be a major donor to, uh, to, to that cause as well. Um, and then we also uh, encourage employees to kind of take the lead on, on point solutions, uh, you know, such as one of our senior executives, Senior Vice President Marta Geller, leads a team who does the Susan Coleman Walk for breast cancer. Um, we, and, you know, we have a, a gentleman named Max Weissman in our New York office who leads the Toys for Tots drive every year for, um, uh, you know, to provide a, a Christmas toys or holiday toys for uh, children in need. So, so we, we have both kind of uh, uh, causes that we support on a global level, as well as uh, employee-led causes that we support at a, at a local or a point level, I would say. And then, and then there's one other type of philanthropy that we do is, is in response to a major, um, in response to a major uh, world tragedy or disaster, such as the California wildfires recently, or uh, or Katrina, or the Thailand, uh, the tsunami in Thailand, uh, we will we will gear up and do employee mat and company employee match programs for uh, for particular events that uh, really require and call for a response from the public. So I, I'd say that our our philanthropy falls into those three buckets. Well, thank you for sharing on that. I th I think it's always interesting to to hear. Um, you know, what different companies feel like they want to align with. Well, now I have to ask you the really big question is, 
so much success, so many different things that you've achieved as, um, as a business person in your lifetime. But if we came back and talked to you again in another three years, what do you hope the story is that you would be telling us then? Well, like, what do I hope to accomplish between now and the next three years? Yeah. I mean, we are, we are, we're at 700 billion, 700 million now. So it took us 25 years to become the largest translation company in the world. We, we got that title um, about two years ago. And, you, you know, to us, it, it's kind of those kind of success and, and growth and, and, and the rewards that come with that are, are kind of a byproduct of good professional work. I think we want to keep our, keep our heads down and keep growing the business as long as we can kind of stay ahead of this curve, this law of diminishing returns curve and keep, you know, staying, pushing it out and staying on the front end of it where we can grow the business at a, at a, at a good clip. Uh, you know, we certainly want to do that and that's what excites us. So we're looking forward to passing the, the billion dollar mark in the next three years. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I think that's one of the things I would love to be able to come back in three years and tell you that we've done is um, that, that it's a huge milestone for us. And then there are also, um, you know, other, other uh, lines of business that we, that we want to, um, that we have a foothold in now and that we're providing great solutions such as e, the um, e-clinical trials market and helping, helping uh, clients manage documentation uh, relate, helping life sciences clients manage documentation related to to uh, global drug studies. So that's a that's a it's a great business. We have a great product, and I'd like to see that you know certain certain of our businesses that are that are a modest size right now, uh, but we think can be extremely high growth. You know that that division that one happens to be trial interactive, but we have a few divisions in in that um, in that kind of mid tier size right now that we really want to take take to the next level and really grow them. Um, we think our, our, our call centers probably fall into that to that category. We are, we are you know, we have um, we have fantastic uh, outfit uh, headquartered in Tempe, Arizona, for multilingual call centers, and we're seeing great growth there. Uh, we're seeing great growth in e-discovery services and litigation support services. So we have a lot of businesses, and and one of the great things about the way we've expanded is when we go into a new business line, it's customer driven. So if our customers are saying that they're, they're buying something that they're not happy with or, or they'd like to buy something else from us, then we figure out whether we can perform that service, and that's how we grow our business, through our, through our kind of existing customers' um, ideas and requirements. Um, and that, so we'd like, to see, we'd like to see that continue, and we'd like to see the business, uh, business pass the, the billion-dollar mark and become more, we're extremely global, but have, the, have our revenue, you know, it's probably 60% United States, 30% Europe, 10% Asia, We'd like to see that even out um, because we're selling so successfully uh, around the globe. So. Wonderful. I mean, I, I think what's great about your company is, is you really are trying to make the world a smaller place and, and remove barriers for, for people doing business globally. And, um, and, and that's wonderful. So Phil, tell our listeners how they can find out more about, about you and about TransPerfect. Uh, well, well, certainly our website would be a would be a resource for that. Um, with respect to uh, uh, with respect to learning about Transperfect, yeah, go to go to www.transperfect.com. Um, uh, for me, if, if if I you know I, I have uh, I, I have a web a personal website up too also, and I, I think that's probably the most efficient way to to, to gain some information on us. But uh, if anyone were to have a translation requirement or have a question about our business, I would also Kind of our mantra is to provide services that are global in scope but local in delivery. So 
with 100 offices worldwide, there's likely a TransPerfect office near you. And we are happy to help you with anything related to your global communication needs. So I, w I would say uh, contacting uh, the closest office to you is, uh, is another, great, uh, another great way to get information on TransPerfect. Well, Phil, I appreciate you taking your time with us. We, we know you're an incredibly um, busy individual, and I even know that you're doing this call not even from the U.S. because you are on the road um, managing your, your company and hopefully also balancing your, your life. Um, so thank you, and thank you to our listeners for joining this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. Until the next time, keep your eye on the future. Thank you, Phil. Thank you so much, Allison. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>